All right, Patrick, we're back for the Polini Perspective. We are back. Yes. Brittany Henry was with us last week. That was a great show. It did really well. It did very well. Um, you ran a race over the weekend. We continue to follow you as you must have raised what? Are you getting close to 30 grand? Almost 35. 35 Yeah, so I'm about $1,900 short of 35000 Really? Okay, any more races coming up? One more. Thank goodness. <laughs> like, Are you, like, raced out? Yeah, I'm, like, raced out. So uh, April 28th in Nashville, the full marathon. That, okay, so that's 20... 6.2. 26.2 in Nashville, and that's coming up end of April. End of April. And then that will be it. Well, that'll be it for this raising money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Wow, amazing. I mean, I'll probably still do races. but So I ran the Cherry Blossom over the weekend. It was absolutely gorgeous. I was going to say, how was that? I was down there this weekend. It was crazy. I mean, well, it was super crowded. You know, both the race and then obviously the, you know, people visiting. Because it was Pete Bloom this weekend. Yeah. So it was interesting, though. I I did um, a little pre-run before the race, and I ran up past the war memorial and i was in between the lincoln memorial looking back toward the washington monument oh, wow. but the sun rising and the capitol i mean i'm not one for like you know like i don't get all i don't know i don't get all sentimental but i'll tell you what and for those of you who are not from dc if you could you need to see that it like was that just, like brought some emotion for you you were like this isn't it amazing it's well, an amazing sometimes city. you realize like wow like the history and right. the beauty and like the fact that you're here and and honestly, I, you know, I live in the suburbs, so it makes me think I got to get down here more. Yeah, right, right, because we live right here, but it's oh, easy it to just never go. It was absolutely spectacular. It really was. And I have to say, um, I was down there obviously observing cherry blossoms. I wasn't running, but the people watching is some of the most amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was tweeting about this, but basically, I was watching this eight-year-old dabbing while pulling at the branches, and his mom is on Twitter, like texting. Yeah. And I'm I will this say other the person yelling is just so. Perfect. I will say the one thing that annoyed me a little. <laughs> And I, and I almost said something like two or three times, but I said, just shut your mouth and don't say anything, <laughs> is the disrespect sometimes at the memorials. Like, people were jumping and kicking in the water in War Memorial. Like, where are their parents? Like, And they're, like, doing these ridiculous selfie poses. And and they always have that at the World War II Memorial. They yeah. always have people waiting in the pools. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why just, people... Just be respectful, right? I mean, at least... Like, somebody should, like, that's a teaching moment. Like, this is, you know, you know, be respectful. You know, take a picture if you want, but then, you know, don't be. Don't be wading in the water yeah. with your, your shoes off. <laughs> I know, it's the most epic people that's watching. It's just ridiculous. Uh, the Masters was over the weekend. Patrick yes. Reed won. I enjoyed reading all of your tweets. I never watch golf, but you actually seemed like you were kind of into oh, the Ma- golf. Listen, I, first of all, when Tiger was. Tiger. In, in Tiger's heyday, there was nothing better than watching golf on the weekends. Really? <clears throat> so the fact that he was in it this weekend, I was hoping he was certainly in the running. He wasn't. Uh, he played well, but he, he wasn't in the running. The Masters is just amazing. You know, four minutes of commercials per hour. You just get to sit and watch. Uh, really? That's all they do for commercials? Yeah, it's like an exclusive. So, you know, I think it was Mercedes, IBM, AT&T, I think, were the three, and they just rotate them. Yeah, it's only four minutes of commercials. That's coming from a, a TV general manager who wants a lot of commercials. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're like, okay. But no, it's um, it's just it's just one of the top events to watch. In, uh, but what the, was your comment about still shots? Like, Because you made it sound like you weren't oh, seeing no, so enough. That, that's my, one of the pet peeves is that even though it is the Masters, once it's on, it's fabulous. They still are 
they make it very exclusive in terms of the viewing windows. So most, like the U.S. Open golf tournament will start at like 11 in the morning, and you get to watch the entire day. Okay. The Masters doesn't come on to 3 o'clock, I think, Saturday, and 2 o'clock on Sunday. Okay. So basically you just get to see the the, the top, you know, the, the, the people in, in first and second tee off. Everyone else has already teed off for the most part. Ah. So um, like in this day and age, I think you should... You should be able to watch. You want the whole thing. You want... I want it all. Really? But, you know, listen, it's the Masters. They try to keep it exclusive. I just feel like we're we're beyond that now. But other than that, like... You're a big fan. Well, especially on Thursday and Friday in the early rounds. So, like, Tiger teed off early Thursday morning. Unless you went online for some... They do do have some online coverage. You You didn't get to see Tiger play on Thursday. Because it didn't come on until late in the afternoon. The actual... And why Broadcast do, you, do you think it's just so much golf? They feel like people. No, I think it's the Masters keeping tight reins on on everything and being the. Listen, from the marketing perspective, it has worked. They are the exclusive. Uh, I mean, it's the Masters. Well, we were talking about, and you were also tweeting about traditions in sports and basically how like they. Yeah, kind I of, think this one needs to go. I think they need to expand the hours now because I will say, like the Saturday ratings in DC were not good for the Masters. I don't the I, Sunday yeah. and the Sunday compared to previous years was not very good. And it was a tight tournament. It was like minus fifteen one, fourteen, thirteen. You had Roy McElroy, you had Jordan Spieth making a run, Patrick right. Reed. It should have been better. So I don't know if it's just listen, people are busy, you know I know there's a million things going on. A million on. things to do, but there was a million things to do five years ago. I just think now people want to see it when they want to see it. So yeah, just show more of it. I mean, I'm surprised that golf ever had high ratings, even in the Masters. <laughs> I mean, right? Well, I mean, listen, you know, it, it still has higher ratings than hockey. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, like a week. You know, That's amazing because hockey is like one of the best sports I think to go but, see you know, live. Like the you know the local. When I say local, like the 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 Dinosaur Classic or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's on a right random weekend, it's not going to do that. But the big majors still do very well. Really? Um, so one big political... So you're not a golfer? I'm not a golfer. No. Are you? Have you ever golfed? Um, never, like, never, like, done, like, in a golf course. I mean, gone and hit some golf balls, but it's really bad. Yes, I do golf. I'd rather play tennis or something. Yeah, I golf. Because, I mean, now do people even walk the course? You can't even walk the course because, like, you get a tea time, and then there's somebody right behind you. Yeah, it like, is. Like, you don't get any exercise. What do you do? And, I mean, I just wait for, don't they have, like, a beer cart that comes around? I would wait for that. Uh, definitely the beer cart. And then can you skip a hole? Like, if you're just, well, like. Well, if somebody's in front of you, you can't skip a hole. <laughs> I mean, I know. So it's basically like a you, very you, long time commitment. You should just go to Top Golf and drink. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, yeah. And hit, a, cup, and hit a couple balls. Yes, exactly. Um, FBI rated Donald Trump. Uh, President Trump's um, lawyer yes. in this whole Stormy Daniel story as it continues. Are you were you surprised by that? Because this has been a huge story for the past couple of days. Yeah, I mean, listen. Anytime a personal lawyer of the President of the United States gets raided, it's a huge story. It's like a wow. Michael Cohen, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's like a wow moment. So, I, you know, we we don't know what they're looking for at this point. Again, you know, major media starts hyperventilating. Um, Trump said, I think he tweeted this morning, you know, attorney-client privilege is dead. Um, but doesn't it, it doesn't apply, though, when you're the president. Oh, no. Right? It, no, mean, it absolutely applies. It doesn't apply. And again, I, I do not know the statutes. But I, I do know that, um, listen, if there's, if there's evidence of a crime by that attorney, 
then they certainly can raid his office and focus in on that. The question is, you know, I'm hearing they took over a million documents. Right. How much of, of that yeah. is privileged, unrelated? And th- listen, this is the issue with a special counsel we, we talked about. You know, he was he was hired to appointed to to um, investigate Russian collusion with Trump. It seems now, though, this has really gone on to a lot of different has a lot of different tentacles. And listen, Trump may end up getting caught up on something unrelated to collusion. Um, and I think that's why he was so angry at Sessions for allowing, to recusing himself and then allowing the special counsel to be appointed. Um, but it, it could just be about Cohen. You know, you know, Cohen could have done something. And the breakdown of how this all makes it illegal, I think, is very complicated and confusing. Because essentially, Michael Cohen paid Stormy Daniels. But there's question of... No, we're not even sure if that's definitely why right. they were raided, right? We think that's why. Or maybe that evidence led to something else. Like, listen, Manafort and Flynn, you know, they've gotten caught up on stuff way before Trump even started running for president. Right. This Cohen thing could be something, you know. Entirely unrelated. T- unrelated or, or, like, we don't know. Yeah. It could have been something Cohen did five years ago. Right. Right. That has maybe something to do with Russia, maybe has something to do illegal in a who, whole other right. aspect. Who, who knows? Got but it, got but it, got to it. answer your original question, obviously when the president's personal attorney gets raided, it's a it's a wow moment. Yeah, it is a wow moment. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this. And we've talked many times about Especially the everything going on with Syria right now. I mean, he just canceled his trip um, uh, to stay. You know, we're going to hear that there's a, he's coming down with a Syria decision next, maybe today, tomorrow, on the next steps there, you know, in in retaliation to the nerve gas attack over uh, over the weekend, so um, a lot I mean, going on. Do you think that the FBI, the general public, I mean, it seems as though they're really not going to stop until they find something to well, that, impeach Trump. That's the concern, you know. And listen, you know, a lot of a lot of people will be happy about that, but I. Whether this was Obama or not, I, I'd be saying the same thing. I I think it now. It's interesting. Somebody said to me. And this person does not like President Trump. <laughs> yeah. But he says people are starting to have empathy for him because... Really? Yeah. It, it's starting to appear that they want him no matter what. When I say they, I don't necessarily mean I think Ro- it's Robert many Mueller. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the general, no matter what he does at this point. Like there was a question a reporter asked yesterday at Sarah Sanders, uh, the White House briefing. And I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something to the effect they were implying that somehow because President Trump said um, last week, it's time to get out of Syria, that somehow he emboldened Assad to attack children with nerve gas. That reporter should just, like, that's just outrageous. It truly is outrageous. To even even suggest that, mm-hmm. like the President of the United States saying we want to get out of Syria, then somehow... You know, crazy Assad says, "Oh, well, if they're going to leave Syria, we'll, we'll just kill a bunch of children." Right to make it ridiculous, that. and and it's those types of questions that, you know, listen, people start, you know, on a cumulative basis, you start. You know, there really is. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's like yeah. There's not a lot of fact checking or journalism. It's more like it's about baiting for a question and, or and, a and it's storyline. You know, and listen, we could t- we'll bore everybody, but it's it's also the follow up question, right? Right. It's just like again, they go back. It's just like you know. But this whole. 
investigation, and we, we've talked about, like you were saying um, a couple podcasts ago, that Mueller needs to wrap it up. Like there, but you know. But it, every time now something comes up, and I'm sure people are feeding him stuff. People who are oh, anti-Trump. Right. Um, listen, it's a whole. It, this thing might go on for years now. But it does seem as though there may have been at least Trump has associated very closely with people who have had and been doing business with Russia illegal. You know, lots. It does seem like there's whether something with Russia there. or Ukraine or. Or, or wherever. Listen, listen. Trump may get, as I said, Trump may get caught up on something prior right. to becoming president, unrelated to collusion. And everyone will say, "I told you so." Well, not really, because this was about collusion. That's the initial Pfizer report. That's how this whole thing started. But at the end of the day, if if, if you're Mueller and you see a crime, and again, no evidence. Right. You know, I have. You know, we don't know. They got to look at it. Right. So. Um, I mean, I, no, I, I we'll see. yeah, I think he's going down with impeachment one way or the other. I, I mean, I really I, do. Listen, that, and, that's way off. I, you know, even yesterday, Eric Holder and David Axelrod, former advisor for President sure. Obama, came out and said, "Stop at the impeachment stuff. There's no evidence. Like, we shouldn't be talking about this now." Well, you know, I, I will say, you know, people like David Axelrod, who you know clearly, you know, you know, worked for Obama. He, when I listen to him, he's he's very measured. Right, which is yeah, which is, is good, yeah. you know. Like, there's still an institution here, right? Like, th- and that's what I meant early on, where it's so partisan that if I do X and I don't agree with you, it's wrong. But if you do, if you know, if the other person does X and I agree with them politically, it's okay. Right. That can't be. Well, we are, and we've talked about this many times in the podcast, everything is black or white right now. It's very, like, there's no gray area, at least online, I, but I feel like part, in real yeah. life there is. Yeah, for the most part, I agree with that. Um, you were telling me today is equal pay day, by it the is. way. Okay, I want to raise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, after all, like, I, I really deserve one, I feel like, at this point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's a separate conversation. <laughs> Tell me about, you were telling me about this. What is, I didn't even know. This is terrible. I should know this. I didn't know yeah, today so was equal pay day. It's, it, it's a day where uh, I think people want to get the message out that women, based on statistics, and again, I don't know everything that goes into those statistics and how they determine this, that women are paid at 80 cents on the dollar of men. Right. So, um, yeah, a lot of hashtags, a lot of discussions about it. Um, What's your, I'm fascinated by this because, um, you know, when we did, of course, when we did Key Card Podcast initially yeah. and, and we were interviewed, you know, you were sort of talking about business and, you know, as a GM, the yeah. bottom line is you also have to be in business. When What do you find with women that negotiate with you? Do they... Are they just less like aggressive? Is that no. why they're not getting equal pay? Like, what's your no. practice? Well, yeah, listen. First and foremost, I, I think they for the same job, their technical, their skills, and their contributions should dictate the pay, not their gender, for sure. Right. Um, I, but no, I've got to assume I, here. I, I will say, in the TV business, I think women are um, much more aggressive. Not necessarily than the men, but I think they advocate for themselves fairly well. Really? I've read a lot of articles, and I think this is what you're referring to, that in a lot of industries, women tend not to advocate for themselves as well as men right. in the negotiation process and, and so forth. And listen, if, if a male negotiates for a 10% increase versus a female, then is that acceptable? Maybe. I do think, though, for the most part, salaries based on the same job, 
same skill set, same years of experience, certainly should be equal. But then you start getting into mm-hmm. those, well, he, you know, he or she's been in the job 10 years, that other person's been in five. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into making those decisions on how much someone should Would should you ever just have a policy, like if two anchors were anchoring the 11 o'clock news, they just make the same amount no matter how long they've been there? Uh, like, would you just make that position? Like, here's X amount of money. Everyone gets paid equally. I, no, I don't. I don't think you can do that. I think because you, you limit yourself in, in your business decisions by doing that. I do think that there's certain levels. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, you know, five years of experience and your ratings are good, you should make at least X or Y, and and then regardless of whether that's a male or female, it shouldn't matter. It absolutely should not matter. Okay. So. Um, and when you start getting into like locking yourself in as a to business one, to one thing, I mean, listen, I may have to pay a female more to keep them than right. a male, right? And we'll make that decision on a case-by-case basis. You see a lot, too, more and more, um, whether it's Google Docs being shared, but a lot of people are sharing their salaries. And it's sort of been taboo. Every workplace I've been in is kind of very taboo, like to ask your coworker what they make. Right. Um, are you an advocate at all for people disclosing, like having more of an open sort of newsroom where people I mean, tell each I other. Mean, I mean, that's up to them. I think, you know, they should be careful about <laughs> disclosing their personal, uh, listen, I think, like... It, well, it's kind of like, how do you know, right? I mean, But, you, but what I'll say, like, it's... A, <clears throat> I think it depends. I don't want to say it depends on the industry, but I think it does depend. So, if in a big accounting firm is hiring 100 accounts this, you know, this this summer after, right. after May graduation, th- those starting jobs should all be at X amount. Male, female, right? If you're qualified for the job, this our, is the our base. starting salary for an auditor, our starting salary for a trainer, and this, that's the base, boom. Um, and then, you know, listen, as you start advancing your career, so many other factors come into play. Skill, success, or, you know, have you done a good job, um, marketability, right? you know. I know, it is, it is. It gets very complicated. I'm that's why I'm not sure how they get to that 80%. But I do think it's fair to say that historically, in many industries, women were probably paid less than men, and that's unfair for the, for, for the same skill set. And I think it's harder in general for women to know their worth. You know, I think it's just like I think that's one of the things I admire about men is I think they're very confident in like their skills, their job set, and I think they're confident in saying no. Where I think women are, it's easier to get talked into. Well, maybe I should be doing more. Yeah, you know, but is just, that because women have, you know? You know, been portrayed different. Like, you know, yeah. I, you know, have they been not given the confidence over the years because yeah. of because of stuff that they've had to run up against? Well, right? and it's the idea of being nice. I mean, I think you know we deal with that as women all the time. It's like, well, I don't want to be like too difficult. You know, where I think men don't really have. Do you have that so, thought? So you're of trying being- to say women are nice now. <laughs> Aren't all the women in your life nice? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think men in negotiating. And I'm like, no, but trust me, I've seen some tough female negotiators. But do you ever, I mean, you probably don't worry that much about being liked. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I know you don't. I honestly don't. I admire I mean, that in, about you. In my personal life, I do. But, sure. But, you know, respected, liked, um, and I don't think you, I mean, it probably doesn't I mean, I don't go around trying to just piss everyone off either you know i try to you know listen everyone wants to be liked right. to a certain degree but you know there's you know, anytime you run a business there's there's a lot of decisions that go into that right um and and listen I, it's easy for people 
to sometimes say, oh, you know, they get very myopic on a one particular decision, but th- there's, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah, there are. Um, I was also reading a story this week that Americans are watching more TV than any other country. Yes. Four hours on average a day. Love it. Um, you started watching Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, so good. <laughs> what? I didn't watch the first. I completely missed that. I tried to watch it once. It's so weird. It is very demented. It, yes. How did you get into that show? I, honestly, they've, their ad campaign in the last month, they've been running spots all over cable, promoting it, and uh, needed a new show. And we started watching it. And I'm like, this is so demented. I love it. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, Drew Barrymore is absolutely fantastic in it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. I mean, when she, you know, That's great. When, when she bites the guy in the jugular, <laughs> like out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that like hooked you. You were like in. It, it's just it's a it's a good mix of it's funny, it's demented, it's it's the, you know the underlying theme is just that every family's dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean obviously that's true. To this, it's like to the tenth degree, but um, yeah, no, so, so so far so good. Everybody's always talking that we're in the golden age of television. Yeah. Do you believe that? I do. I think you the, do. I, I well, I mean, it depends on what you're you know. I just think the content out there is so good right now, yeah. And, and you know, certainly with with the, with the streaming services having the the financial um, ability to to really create and get you know and and pay for for really good concepts and, and content, I think that um, I think you have you know historically Hollywood or I should say movie. Actors and act- actresses yeah, doing doing you know television, whether it's Netflix, HBO, Showtime, and so forth. Um, I, I mean, I can't keep up with the shows that I hear are good. You know, you just oh, there's so and I watch I know, and so I watch many. a lot of television, and there's just so yeah. I don't know what the golden years of television mean, or the golden age necessarily means, but. There's a lot of great television. Well, on, on, we're on obviously right addicted four hours. I feel like you're cheating a little, though, I, on Fox 5 when you're I watching think, Netflix. I, I, that seems like, I think it's even more, I, I mean, that seems low to me. Four hours? Four, Patrick, that's a lot in one day? Well, if you watch an hour in the morning, which, you know, based on yeah. our ratings, people are, and, uh, you know, I guess... Then you come. I mean, it's, it's true. Like I feel like once you're home at five or six, TV goes on, even yeah. if it's just on in the background. I think four hours seems low, actually. Really? Yeah. God, that's a lot throughout your day. I think people should watch it all day. <laughs> we know, like 24 hours. 24 hours. 24 just hours. keep it on. Do you have any bizarre collections? Because I'm obsessed no. with this guy. None, really. Yeah, I know. You're talking about the Lego guy? Yes. $45,000 this guy spent on Legos. No yeah. bizarre collections for you, no. huh? Do you have any, and your hobby is obviously, we know, running. Running and golf. I play golf. And golf. No, I don't have any like collections or Do any. Do your like, kids? I have no skills, by the way. <laughs> I know I said that last weekend. I'm like, I mean, I you know, I think I'm halfway decent at my job, and running's not a skill. You, you just do it. I'm like, I see these like these husbands and wives like they're cooking and making <laughs> stuff for their house and putting in their own windows and floor. Oh I'm my like, god! I gotta call somebody for everything. <laughs> Do you I, like, like literally, I don't think like you can't do any plumbing. You don't do any ho- around oh the home my maintenance. God, the whole neighborhood would flood if I started doing plumbing. <laughs> no, like maybe I'm like electronics. I could set up, you know, like a speaker system or like. But oh my god, you're hysterical! No, no so you 
Like when I say skate, you know what I mean? Like some people can knit or some people can, you know, like <laughs> I would love write. to see you knitting. <laughs> no, but not like or like build a, you know, woodshed or None of that. Yeah. I'm what not. do you and your wife do on the weekends? You guys have any like hobbies together? Any? Um... We drink. We go out. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Yeah, we go out. We yeah, we go sightseeing and drink. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys aren't like doing a garden together. Oh no. no <laughs> None of that. Not. No. Oh my god, that is uh, a riot. She 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 likes to volu- She volunteers a lot. And she does a lot of antiquing. And oh I, yeah. And that's when I get my. Four plus hours of TV. In. <laughs> <laughs> She's antiquing, and your kids don't have any like they no collections. Uh, not that I know about. Oh, that's true. You know, yeah. I can't think. I'm trying to think of why we're talking, but there was like a weird. What are they? The, like the um, the the men and they were into the unicorns. Oh yeah, um, they're like bronies. Bronies. Where yeah, that's weird. In Baltimore, which is actually obviously right up the street from us, they yeah. always have the brony conventions, and they're into My Little Pony, essentially cosplay, where they dress. The Lego thing doesn't freak me out as much, like or comic books. My boyfriend has yeah, a comic, book comic collection. books. People play video games. The Legos. I mean, some of those Lego sets are pretty, you know, amazing. Forty five thousand dollars worth. That's like a new car. Yeah, but I mean, that's he like, must have the. I mean, did he get, did he go into debt to do it, or does he have the money? No, he was basically. It was a, an article that he was talking about how um, over the years he's been sort of ridiculed for this hobby of collecting Legos, but you know he's bonded with his kids over it, yeah. and you know yeah, all this that, stuff. That doesn't seem the Brony thing makes me a little nervous. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, the Brony thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me a little nervous. Well, grown men dressing as ponies. I mean, there's a lot that could yeah, go wrong there. Wearing the Brony shirts on, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. This story might be too... Hey, what's our policy here? Do we do random drug testing? (laughs) (laughs) What is our... No, we don't do random drug testing. Really? Okay. That's great. Um, Maybe we should. (laughs) Based on this conversation. No, absolutely not. New policy coming down at 1130 today. No, I just wondered what uh, your stance was here at Channel 5 if we we do that. No, we don't. Um, Because I really love this Sonic story. There's a Sonic in uh, Mississippi that has now had to put up signs basically asking people not to smoke weed, like to stop smoking weed before they make their orders because so many people were smoking weed and then like blowing it in the server's faces. I just thought it was like amazing. What town? Where? What city? It's in Mississippi. and um, Wow. They've had to just put up a sign. And, of course, I mean, here's the thing. Weed, is like Weed's not legal in Mississippi, is it? Uh, no. I don't think so, yeah. No. Um, but they'd like guests to air out before they order. It's in <laughs> Gulfport, Mississippi. Air out. <laughs> yes. Uh, they said they have a modest request for customers. Please get high before you order the food, not during the middle of the drive through transaction. Uh, the That's manager awesome. has spoken to local media outlets, said she decided to post a message about the blazing um, after a drive through customer blew a huge plume of smoke into the face of an underage employee a few weeks ago. Staffers are now getting tired of drive throughs reeking of weed all the time. What a town. I mean... It's like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Remember that movie? When they opened up the van. I just think it's epic that you have such a problem that you've got to put up a sign. I didn't realize Cheech and Chong go to the drive-thru in Mississippi that often. I I know. Isn't that amazing? And I mean, I don't know. Can we talk about these scooters, though? They're not even scooters. I don't know. Like Segway. What are these new DC Lime Bike things? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's so funny. My boyfriend I tweeted about that yesterday. Some guy attacked me on Twitter. Some urbanist from Arlington. Like, hey, I live in Arlington. <laughs> like, and it's did, a yuppie, I, I, hippie I've paradise. seen like three 
elderly the trek bike. I've seen three elderly women, and including myself, almost get killed on the sidewalk with these eyesores that just now are left. Like there's bikes and like. Like, how many more things can we rent to get from point A to point B in, in D.C. and just leave them everywhere? So, and what you're talking about is they are. They're like those little, remember the little, like, foot? Uh, yeah, I'm I forget to the name off the top of my head. But, yeah, the, 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 the But these are motorized, yes. essentially. They're a little bit bigger. You can put both feet on, and they're kind of motorized so my, scooters. I think my son had one at 12. And now you have adults, like, doing 20 miles an hour down the sidewalk in D.C. You can now rent them. And what do you think, just a danger? It's ridiculous. Like enough. <laughs> Even the one. So, so this you know this gentleman was you know basically saying, "Oh, I have no opinion on this," and calling me an idiot, which is fine. <laughs> and I'm like, Washington Post did a whole review on him. Same thing. Called the you know said like enough. Too many things on the. Too many things and danger. They don't have to wear helmets and. I don't know. Why do you, I mean, what's the difference between the bike? Why not? I mean, because couldn't you just, you can be in the scooter lane. It's you the next be... thing. Like, oh, we, I don't want to drive a bike. Let me ride a scooter as a 30-year-old. <laughs> and they're not even scooters. Like a scooter, like, it's, you know, okay, I, I, can't re- I, I can't remember the name, what they're called. But it's like a skateboard with a motor. Yeah, it and is. Wheels. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait till we get to that unicycle. Have you seen that one? That's like the unicycle that's electric. That no, looks. Please. Uh, it looks. <laughs> not into that. All right, where can people follow you and tweet you good or bad? Patrick GM Fox Five DC. All right, I'm not giving out mine this week, so thanks for joining <laughs> us. I'm like that's okay. I'm so uh, Patrick GM Fox Five DC. Uh, Patrick Polini. I'm Sarah. And Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I'm not even giving up. Not disclosing any last names. Uh, anyway, no. It's been a tough week for Sarah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no, it's all good. Uh, Sarah Frazier, we get to co-host every week yeah, on the podcast. Awesome. Yes, um, and you can tweet Patrick any topics that you have. Our Facebook group is coming, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave a review, hit five stars, tell us what you like. Um, Patrick, eighth episode. I know that was a fa- that was a good one. I know it was a good one. All right, guys, we'll see you next as week. As long as I think it's good, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Done. <laughs>